Welcome to the Character Chronicles, the People Show. Check the Pulse of Nation brought to you by Nebraska Spine Hospital. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is about the four uh, Nebraska football coaches who've been let go. Scott Frost restructured contract, what it looks like, and going forward, what's the next step, what needs to happen. All right, now I'm wearing this shirt right now. I love the journey. Let's be honest. Nebraska fans, including myself, have probably not really enjoyed this journey that we've been going on for the past few years with Nebraska football. But I wore it. Okay? Because if we can get to the point where we're having success and we're back to competing for championships and we're where Nebraska football believes it should be, whenever that is, hopefully sooner rather than later, we can look back and say, hey, that journey sucked, but it got us to where we're at. And sometimes... That's just the way things are. So my point is, it's all about supporting this team when right now, (laughs) the journey kind of sucks. All right. So if you didn't already know, I'm going to breeze through this quickly just so you can get caught up. All right. Scott Frost's 2022 salary was reduced from $5 million down to $4 million, took a $1 million pay cut. The buyout was also cut in half from $15 million to $7.5 million. Frost didn't have to do that, but he did. Okay, and if it doesn't go well next year, it makes it much easier to move on to a new coach. Now, Matt Lubick, all right, the offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach was let go. So was offensive line coach, run game coordinator, Greg Austin, as well as the recruiting coordinator, running backs coach, Ryan Held, and quarterbacks coach, Mario Verdusco. Now, if you look at this from a business standpoint, all right, Matt Lubick was making $500,000. Greg Austin was making $500,000. Now, to me, the first thing that stood out to me Okay, Ryan Hill was making $400,000. Mario Verduzco was making $375,000 a year. Typically, the offensive coordinator makes significantly more money than the rest of the assistant coaches, especially on offense. In fact, some of the highest paid offensive coordinators in the country make anywhere from $900,000 to $1.2 million. So we do have to keep that in mind when we're going out looking for a new offensive coordinator here in the near future, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. What that said to me, Matt Lubick's a good football coach. I wish him the best, but he was basically a glorified position coach with the offensive coordinator title. I'd always said, what does the offensive coordinator on this team do? Scott Frost calls the plays. He runs the offense. Troy Walters heard me say that, and he got mad. Never said anything to me about it, but man, his demeanor sure changed when he was around me, and he unfollowed me on Twitter. But it's the truth, okay? Now, the other thing that stuck out to me about this, by the way, I wish all these men Nothing but the best in the future. The other thing that stuck out to me, Ryan Held, arguably the best recruiter we have, has done a phenomenal job recruiting. Okay, we're averaging top 20 classes. And I know this class is going to be smaller coming up, but since Scott Frost got here, top 20, exactly, 20 in the country. Of our 12 teams that we're going to play this year, we have higher-ranked recruiting classes than nine of them, everyone except for Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan. That's 75% of our opponents. We have more talent than, according to these recruiting rankings. So why let go of a guy like Ryan Held, someone Scott Frost played with, someone Scott Frost has known? For years. He played with him in the 90s. He's known him since. What it tells me is this isn't about talent. Scott Frost commented the other day that we have good, not great talent. I I didn't like that because it's not true. I I don't know if we have great talent like Alabama, Ohio State, but we got good enough talent to compete and win. You let go of a guy like Ryan Held who can recruit like that because the running backs have not produced and because it is about the lack of development and we have been getting out coached. No disrespect to anybody, but that's the only reason you let let go of a guy like that, all right? Now, some people, okay, guys I played with, some people I saw on social media saw this as Frost making those fired assistants the scapegoats because Scott's staying. Scott let them go. All right, in a way it is. It is, but 
this is what happens, like it or not. This is how things work. Instead of blowing everything up, okay, and starting over, you blow certain things up because you have to. We can't keep doing what we've been doing. But you retain the head coach in hopes of keeping some sort of stability and hoping that it works because that way you hopefully don't eventually have to blow everything sky high. That's why you do it this way. It's just how it works. Assistant coaches go first. If it works, great. If not, the head coach goes next. 2002, I was there. I've told the story. Getting on the elevator at our bowl games. Frank Solich being in tears. I had no idea why because I was a freshman. I was just trying to figure out earth at that point. A couple days later, okay, Frank Solich let go of six, to six assistant coaches that he'd been coaching with for decades. Okay? Because that's how it works. You try to keep the head coach around for stability. You try to start certain things over with new assistant coaches. If it works, great. If not, Frank was gone the next year. Shouldn't have been. Story for another day. I was there for all of that, unfortunately. Okay? Now, these last two games are going to be interesting, to say the least. I mean, Sean Becton, the only offensive assistant coach brought back, the tight ends coach, he all of a sudden become very, very important. So is Scott Frost. How, how these next two games are going to are going to work. It's going to be very interesting without all these coaches. And practice. Practice. Yeah, way more practices and games. How, how that's going to work without these assistant coaches, individual drills and things of that nature are going to be very, very interesting. From a player's perspective, it's going to be weird. And I can tell you it was weird back then. Okay, but that was after the season was over. We actually didn't have to play any games without assistant coaches. And I can tell you right now, those players know that if they'd have played better, their coaches would still be here. Now, why fire them with two games left? Okay. Because next season begins right now. Scott Frost knows full well that he will be kept or he will be fired. Okay, based on the next 14 games. Now, going forward, what happens? In my opinion. What needs to happen, what's probably going to happen, in my opinion. All right, now the people in charge of coaching and payouts and, and the money for the coaches see everything as a large pool. That's how they see it. If this coach gets this piece of the pie, boom, that piece of the pie is gone. There's this much left for everyone else. There's now close to $3 million in room when you add up all these coaches that have been let go in their salaries for new hires with the exact same total pool. Now, let's be honest, Nebraska Athletics is making a whole lot of money. They can spend a whole lot more money if they want to. And frankly, I think they should, if necessary at all. Now, the first thing they need to do is they need to hire and find and, find and hire a new offensive coordinator, probably the most important hire this entire offseason. Okay, from what I understand, he's going. it may or may not be a UCF Oregon type offense. He's going to come in and he will be in charge of the offense and whatever offense he runs. Probably run first, but you got to be able to be balanced and pass because we are playing the big boys, but we're also in the Big Ten, so run first. And he's, he's going to be able to run the offense his way. And Frost will probably step back and take more of an executive role and oversee everything, okay, and let the new offensive coordinator be more in charge of the offense. And like I mentioned, like Lubick was making 500000 the highest paid offensive coordinators in the country make $1.2 million. So depending on how this works out, we're going to be spending probably three-quarters of a million up to $1.2, depending on how and who we hire. Okay, Obviously, we're going to have to find a new running backs coach. We're going to have to find a new wide receivers coach and quarterbacks coach. Now, my thought is, why in the world would we not make Scott Frost the quarterbacks coach? Right, not only was he a national championship winning quarterback, he did pretty well with Marcus Mariota as his quarterback's coach at Oregon. This frees up an assistant coaching position just for special teams, for a special teams coordinator. Now, I've shared these stats before. Bear with me. They're not pleasant, but I'm going to share them again. 
Just this year, Nebraska special teams have missed eight field goals, four PATs, had three punts travel less than 20 yards, gave up a punt return for a touchdown, had a PAT blocked and returned for a touchdown, have 30 punt return yards in 10 games. 30 punt return yards or less. Special teams have directly cost us 37 points this season. We've lost our seven games by a combined 42 points, just in case you still doubted if we needed a special teams coordinator specifically. I think that works perfect. Frost coaches the quarterbacks. Boom. We free up a spot just for a special teams coordinator. And that also allows Mike Dawson, who's doing special teams and outside linebackers, to just focus on outside linebackers because the biggest thing the Blackshirts, they played well this year. Let's be clear. But the biggest thing they need to improve on is their pass rush. That's the outside linebackers. That's Coach Mike Dawson. Okay. Now, one of the next things we need to do, we need to keep this defensive staff intact as it is. All right. Especially a guy like Eric Chenander. Other schools are going to try to poach him. Let's be honest. We need to keep the strongest side of the ball, the only side of the ball that's had any sort of consistency and they've actually played well this year. Keep that side of the ball coaching staff-wise intact. And if you got to spend a little money to do it, please do it. You're making enough money as it is. Now, I'm going to do this potential coaching hires and another show in the future, but just some names that have been thrown out there. Jake Peets, who's the offensive coordinator at LSU. Also, Mickey Joseph. LSU coach. It looks like those LSU coaches are going to be looking for jobs with Ed Ed Orgeron out. Now, Mickey did turn us down in the past, but he's going to need a job, and he's a pretty darn good coach. Okay, In my opinion, the transfer portal is going to be hit hard both ways. Players leaving Nebraska who don't fit the new offensive system, players coming to Nebraska who do fit the offensive system, probably a quarterback in particular, whether Adrian comes back or not, and guys looking for opportunities. (coughs) Pardon me. The biggest things that need to happen, we need to, these are the three biggest things. We need to hire the right offensive coordinator. Everything starts with that. Next, we need to get a special teams coordinator. Last but certainly not least, we need to keep the defensive staff intact the way it is now. Let me know your thoughts, okay? Let me know your thoughts. Hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Omaha.com slash character, and YouTube. Am I cuckoo crazy? Am I spot on? I'm usually somewhere in the middle. You know, just my humble opinion. Until next time, Husker Nation, let's support this team. Go big, Red Nose, remember. Throw the bones. Thanks again to our sponsor, Nebraska Spine Hospital. Ladies and gentlemen, when it's your spine, you do not want to mess around and experience matters. That's why you can trust the experts at Nebraska Spine Hospital, the region's only spine-specific hospital. They are the best at what they do.